another edition of Ponderings from the Perch, the Little Bird Marketing Company podcast. This is Dan Ledbetter, and well, once again, Priscilla has given me the day off and has taken matters into her own hands and brought in a special guest. So while they're doing that, I'm going to take the day off. And actually, after listening to the podcast, I think I'm going to go play a round of golf or two. So I'm not going to spoil anything by pre-announcing the guest. I'll let Priscilla do that herself. So enjoy. Well, here I am on Ponderings from the Perch. I'm so glad you've joined me. But with me today is the illustrious Gary Hood. We know him around the neighborhood as G Hood, G Money, Mr. Hood. I don't know. What else should we call you? There's a couple other nicknames floating around out there we will not we will not address. Are we going to save those for the golf course? Sure. Okay. Wait a minute. I know all of them. <laughs> I've well, created not, all of those well, let's nicknames. let's not repeat them. Okay. Well, um, but let's start. Um, I'm having you join me because we work together all the time, and obviously we have lots and lots of fun. And my podcast is pretty much all about fun, you know, in a marketing media kind of way. <laughs> We're going to try and do this podcast without just, like, laughing or making it completely useless for everyone as we digress into our own sense of humor. Okay. Okay. <laughs> You just raise your right hand and promise you, you will try. I will try. Okay. All right. So before we kind of move into some questions I have for you about some of the work we do together and some of your ideas, I thought maybe we could explore a little bit for our listeners the Gary and Priscilla Venn diagram, what we've got in common and what we don't have in common. So what are your thoughts on that? Well, uh, it's, it's obvious your girl, I'm guy. <laughs> okay, we've got that. Uh, I'm I'm a l- much much older. Mm. Uh, I have been in the TV slash agency slash TV slash TV slash agency <laughs> slash TV business for a long long time. Mm-hmm. You were supposed to say you're wiser than I am, not older. With the two are connected than I am, but. It is obvious in this particular case, they are not connected. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to refrain from all the instances when I have had that proven correct to me. <laughs> so, okay. So the other thing is, is that we have in common is that we both love to golf. We do. Um, you're much better at golf than I am. Okay. <laughs> but um, the other thing is that we are both tremendously good looking. And I think we both agree Absolutely on that. that. Okay. So we have that in common. The agency ownership is one of the interesting things that I love talking with you about because as I work with so many people in media, in ad sales, as you can imagine, everybody's knocking at my door because I have budgets to spend for all of my clients and they all want a piece of it, which is fine. That's their job. But you and I have this commonality and we can speak from Uh, a similar place of understanding what it is to truly manage an entire marketing budget, advertising budget, and a strategy for a client because you've been there. So tell me a little bit about your your background. How did you get into agency ownership? Well, um, I I won't talk about being, uh, being mad or frustrated. I was I'll call it burnout. I okay. got in the agency business because uh, of connections with with clients from the TV business. And I, I used to go through the spell that every seven or eight years I would get just bored to death with what I was doing. And so um, 
myself and a friend who was also moving away from a job he had had just decided to match up and his uh, he lived from the creative side and I from the sales slash business side and it was actually a really good little partnership. Yeah, that's interesting because I don't have a partner and that, that whole idea of a partner almost pains me to tears. The thought of, you know, working with someone and um, on that level where you're both making executive decisions. And yet I work with a great team where I think they act like they are owners in the best sense of the way, but I still, at the end of the day, I get to make the decisions. So what was that like actually having a partner? Um, up until the day that we were no longer partners, it was mm-hmm. perfect. <laughs> well, so I'm, ser- I'm serious. Did you That's... know that it was the last best day? <laughs> well, it it was a little bit like that. And I'm not going to go into the details, of course, but but up until that day, and the day wasn't as bad as you thought as it, I may make it sound, uh, it was just um, it was just time. But up until then, we were a really uh, perfect partners because I had no skills at what his skills were and mm. vice versa. Yeah, that's got to make a, a big difference. You both needed each other. It was a good compliment. It was a great compliment. I mean, he was a remarkably uh, creative guy and for the time, and remember this was in the middle 90s, which seems, technologically speaking, a long, long time ago. Right. Uh, but he was really on the cutting edge of that. I mean, he he was really good at all that. And, mm-hmm. and I had some skills at uh, doing all the business side of our business mm-hmm. as well as some sales skills. Well, you're good with clients. You you know how to you know to have how to have lunch. <laughs> My God, you're great that, at it. Us talking about food in this podcast <laughs> that took a lot longer than I thought. Oh it was yeah, going you to. thought we would go there. The I first mean, we're sentence. two minutes in and we're already talking about food. Well, we haven't talked about booze yet, so <laughs> well, that'll cover the other time. part of it. Okay. Well, because we both do. That's in our Venn diagram. We like golf as long as we're drinking something. Wouldn't play golf if you couldn't if drink. If you couldn't. <laughs> Have a sandwich. Well, it's my only hope that you forget how badly I play. I, you know what, we have fun when we play, and as badly as I play, uh, I'm really focused on my game, not oh. yours. So we just. I'm really time. focused on my outfit for the day. Oh, me too. Personally, oh, you're focused me on too. my outfit. <laughs> oh well, I do have a good, I have a good, you know, repertoire. I think that you know you do. that makes it, you know, exciting to go back out the next time. Sure. <laughs> We could go today. Okay. Well, it's a little cold today, well, I, but I played yesterday. You did. That's brutal. I yeah. No, I did not play. So okay. So you come at it, which is interesting as far as technology you mentioned, because I was just reading something. You know, the uh, the first iPhone came out in two thousand seven. Really? Does that seem crazy to you? Yes. I mean, here we are, two thousand fourteen, just wrapping it up, and. Seven years ago, all of our lives changed. And it's not if you're a big iPhone fan or not or what. It doesn't even matter anymore. That's how life-changing that was. And we couldn't really see how much force of a change that would be for marketing. 
because now, you know, what you were not dealing with in your agency was all of the digital advertising that I deal with every day. And in fact, is really typically number one on our list. So that's a really interesting change from when you owned an agency, the amount of different things that you had to juggle, different, uh, what do you call those? Different avenues, different mediums, different media. Platforms. Yeah, different platforms. And, you know, people weren't blogging when you were doing agencies. But what were they doing that they don't do now? You know, I, I say, oh, like as if it's so, oh, we have so much more stuff now. We had other things then. What, what, what were you doing day in and day out? You were doing print media? You were doing a lot of video? We were, we were doing um, on a pretty good size scale for, a, for an agency uh, in Joplin. We were doing uh, in-house print. We were doing in-house video uh, shooting and posting. We were doing um, large uh, photography business. We were hmm. we were we were doing all the obvious radio, television, all the mass product. We were. Uh, I mean, we even had a full-scale edge specialty business. I mean. W w we were at the time uh, when an agency is called full service. We really were. I mean, mm -hmm. if somebody wanted something, uh, we would go out of our way to make sure they got it mm -hmm. the way they got it. Did you work on a lot of strategy, or was that really not in the in the um, you know in the wheelhouse at that point? Yeah, a lot of strategy. I'm just saying that the strategy then was different than today. Oh, absolutely. Take the, take, uh, I, I mean, the internet existed, but it didn't exist like it exists now. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you, if you all worked on websites or what that looked like at the time. Yeah, but it was, it was nothing like today. Right. I mean, uh, you're talking about uh, 20 years ago. Right. And when you were a toddler. Okay. <laughs> Not quite, but I appreciate the Tw thought. Twenty years ago, uh, the landscape was vastly different yeah. than today. Yeah. Well, it's interesting, but you do have so much experience in TV, and actually, we've talked a lot about this particular market, how interesting it is in TV, and what a good opportunity TV is. And I've always told my clients, you know, I'm not married to any kind of media. My job is to be agnostic and to really look at their strategy and their goals and to be able to place them in the right media at the right time with the right frequency, blah, 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 right? But let's talk a little bit about what you know and why you're still in TV and what that looks like here locally versus nationally. So tell me a little bit about your, like why you came back to TV, why TV of all things? Well, um, you know, the real lie, this is not gonna be, uh, the most attractive or interesting answer, but the, the actual reason is, is because it works. Well, I could add a few smokes and mirrors, like when we like edit it, maybe I could like put like maybe the sound of angels behind you when you say it works. Awesome. That could maybe do that in post That's edit powerful. or something. Okay. That is really so, powerful. You know, it's funny you say that because a lot of times my clients will ask me questions and I'm like, well, here's here's the work that we have to do that's not sexy. Here's the here's the answer that you probably didn't want to hear. But a lot of times that plain answer, TV works. So tell me, what does that mean to you? Why does TV work in this particular market better probably than other markets? Well, I don't know if it works better. What it is in this market, well, well you asked me, you asked me why I, I came back to TV. First of all, I, I wanted to stay near 
children, grandchildren. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I came back to TV because because it works. So that uh, that automatically makes it easier mm-hmm. for me. Right. I mean, uh, and in a market this size, there's never so much demand on the product that that uh, the, the the mom and pop store down the street can't use this product. I mean, right. if you take some. If you take some mom and pop operations in even in even Tulsa or Kansas City, they can't buy network television. Network television is still the one thing that we all tend to do, right? Uh, 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 with you know some regularity. Well, in fact, it's still the biggest product there is out there, right? Uh, in terms of mass media, and um, the little guys can afford TV in Joplin. And so we go talk to the little guys, and they're generally amazed at the response. Even with all the other avenues to spend what is classified as advertising dollars right. on. I mean, it, it's it's inexpensive, it's uh, approachable, and um, uh, it, which makes it easy because they're pleased with the end result and... They make money, we make money, everybody wins. Right, that's like go back to the original point. What we're trying to do for clients is actually make them money, right? <laughs> yeah, well, so. yeah, you alluded to that earlier when you are talking about the agency business. I mean, our singular job in that business as well as this business was to make both parties money and their businesses. I mean, right. uh, and using the best methods uh, for the least amount of money. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people talk about consistency, about staying, you know, getting on whatever it is. If you're going to get on radio, if you're going to get on TV, if you're going to do a print media, whatever it is you're going to do, about consistency. So give me some good, good, give me some good rules of thumb about your opinion on TV. What what makes a consistent show on TV? Well, if I'm understanding your question right. I would and always answer it with McDonald's. Uh, McDonald's has been around a while and there's probably not a set of eyeballs in the planet that doesn't recognize the logo. Now, right. That is branding mm-hmm. uh, at its at its greatest level. And after all these years, these decades in fact, of making themselves what they've become on TV primarily they still use TV. Right. And yet uh, you think, oh, everybody's going to use them regardless. Yeah. But they obviously still see that as a completely viable and consistent means yeah. of advertising. I, I, it, they're not in the, in the, they're only in the business of making money selling hamburgers. Uh, they're not in the business of making networks and local television product, properties money. They're in the right. business of making them money. They wouldn't do it if it didn't work. Right. Well, tell me, um, let's kind of go back to your agency world. You want to tell me a funny story? Mm. I hate putting people on the spot with like you the just most. You me on the spot. With the most, you know, interesting or the most, it doesn't even have to be the, the funniest thing that ever happened to you, you know, or frustrating or, you know, anyway. Tell us a good story, Uncle funny. Gary. <laughs> I may have to come back to funny. Well, what I... was frustrating to you? What was frustrating with clients? What they wanted versus what they really needed? You know, back to the uh, back to the old days uh, where I was in. The I think business. you're supposed to say ye olden days. 
ye olden yes. days. Uh, people had already become uh, trained to expect what they wanted quickly. Mm-hmm. It's even worse now. Uh, I remember running, a, we were doing a, a political campaign for a local guy, and and he was in our office, and my partner got up from his chair, walked over to his computer, uh, built an ad while he and I were sitting talking, came back, presented it to him. He pointed out what he did like, didn't like. He went over and fixed it, and and and, and the first ad was born in minutes. Well, that wasn't so much true 20 years prior mm-hmm. to my being in the business. I mean, and it got really frustrating, as I'm sure you can attest, that people really have expectations for quick. Oh, that's, you know, just before I came here, actually, I'm super frustrated right now. We have a really premier client that we just signed this last month, and I have a long list of everything from the website to the stationary package to the, I mean, blah, 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 ad creation, internal promo. I mean, just the whole works. The first thing is rebranding of the logo, and sometimes you just nail it the first time out. And I am literally on the seventh version and I'm not happy. And I just was having another meeting with my staff this morning because I'm like, this isn't, this is not 50% there. And, but it's interesting because sometimes you do nail it or they see an end product. And so they expect, okay, so it, it, it should look like this or, you know, it, those things don't happen fast. They can happen fast. Sometimes an idea slides right out of you and it's like, boom, it's birthed and that's it. And it's awesome. And, you know, everybody's cheering, but it doesn't always work like that, and it's no. frustrating when you know when there is that expectation of immediate. But creative work is not an immediate turnaround uh, proposition, in my opinion. Right. Well, the tools we use these days to to put creative to a memory stick or to paper or whatever the case may be can happen quickly, but the creative process in your head right doesn't move much quicker than it did a hundred years ago I mm-hmm. mean uh, thoughts sometimes take time right well you know one of the things I love working with you about is maybe it's because you come from the agency world and you understand a little better what I'm trying to accomplish but you always seem to be willing to do some bizarre ideas with me crazy partnerships and um, cool promos and things that are mutually beneficial to the station, to me, to my client. And I like this idea that we have of working in this win-win-win situation. I do think it goes back to the, you know, the thing we discussed about getting really clear first is that we're here to make money for our client. So what does that look like? How can we put our best work out there? And I think sometimes that's about putting our best partnerships out there. So you come from that whole managing sales side um, and, you know, it's a little bit unusual for you and that I'm the client really for you, although my client is really your client. It's kind of odd, but you work with me in a way that I think is very like an agency. You understand what I'm trying to accomplish. So why do you think, you know, you're always up for these bizarre um, suggestions I have? <laughs> well, there's a half dozen answers to your question. And Is the first one because you just like me? That is way at the okay. top of the list. <laughs> I mean, the fact is, we're all just people. I mean, right. we, we we do like some more than others. But I'll go back to your original point, and that is, 
making money for our clients. This is going to sound worse than I mean it. I mean, uh, our first job is really to make money for ourselves mm -hmm. and our companies. I mean, they write my checks. They they provide my family with groceries and gasoline and whatever. So so my loyalties. Uh, start there right but the fact is the only way I'm as successful for myself and for my company there's only one way mm -hmm. and that's to make uh, our clients successful mm -hmm. so and, and ideally uh, you're promoting I mean in my TV world you're promoting a, a, an image to the end-user that ideally you're saving or making them money. Right. I mean, it, it, it um, like you said, everyone needs to win for each of us to win. Right. And the reason that it seems that we might, uh, well, how you described us as being helpful to your ideas, your partnerships, is really simple and the answer to that is why not I mean mm -hmm. if you have something you want to accomplish and we're able to do that mm -hmm. then why wouldn't we jump in right I think some people you know when I talk with other people in media they don't want the headache they don't want to do something totally customized they're like here are our products use them or not and that's not always very helpful for me with my clients who really have an, an expectation of a higher level of creativity and so I appreciate, you know, trying to find new programs, new platforms, help strengthen the platform maybe that we've already built um, or further the goals. Like we talk about putting a contest together or a joint promotion. Well, you know, say the goal was that I needed to help my client, you know, get, earn more uh, email addresses from their potential clients. And so being able to understand what the clear goals are and then work with a TV station to promote that and how can we make that particular goal happen, it's nice to have uh, something different in my, uh, you know, in my quiver as, as opposed to just saying, yes, buy TV, you know, being able to say, no, we have this cool sponsorship, this, this program, let's put it together, let's work together, let's be out in the community. And so it's a big difference to me. So I, I enjoy that. I like your perspective that it just makes business sense to you. Uh, but I think it's really good long-term business too. You may, it may be a little bit more work in the short term, but I think in the long term it's created a lot of extra value for my clients. And so I will constantly come back to that well for it. So I like them. Long term is what this is about. I mean, mm -hmm. I tell advertiser after advertiser, I'd rather them spend X over a year than I would in two months. Uh, I, I want to be having the same conversation in a year mm -hmm. because continuity in, in what it is we do is a big deal. Okay. I mean, provides a lot of success. Have you seen... Back to the McDonald's. Well, yeah, yeah. And that, what other advice? I mean, you, you think consistency is the key for that. I said continuity, didn't oh, I? I meant consi consistency. Oh, did you say consistency? My yeah. brain already changed it for you. Yeah, thank so, you. Uh, either that or but that's you same, just weren't listening. No, I think that's kind of the same thing. It adds a little bit. There is continuity because we do talk a lot about having ads and family of ads so that they're not old and stale, but yet there's still that same message. So we do continuity an awful lot. And then the consistency 
being able to really buy properly. What do you think uh, business owners don't ask you when they're buying TV that they really should? Um, what they don't ask me. That's a tough one. I know what they do ask me. They've asked me for years and years and years in this business, how much money should I spend? Uh-huh. And I have a, a really unique answer to that, too. How much do you have? <laughs> Is that your well, question? Well, kind of. <laughs> well, actually, uh, my answer almost always uh, is spend what you can afford to spend. I mean, we have the potential, like many companies, uh, advertising companies, of of overextending you if, if you mm-hmm. let us. I mean, y- you know, people hang signs on their buildings that cost tens of thousands of dollars. And, right. And they paint up their pickups and with advertising messages and, and this and that. And ours being as passive as it is, I mean, we're reaching virtually every household sometime during the week. And, and my answer always is uh, spend what it is you can afford to spend. Right. And we're not going to waste any because, again, we we have there's no advantage to us to help you fail. We we want exactly the same. Uh, we want you to succeed because the more you succeed, the more you do it, and the more money we make. Everybody makes money, right? Um, but the question. I'm a little bit stuck on your original question. Yeah, like what what do you think they should ask, but they don't? You know, they don't ask you, and it's stuff you don't really have to disclose. You know, what would make someone who is a small mom and pop, who doesn't have an agency like me to work on their behalf, what should they be asking their their media buyer or TV rep? You know, very often in a real mom and pop operation, they they really don't want to ask us anything because... Other media, uh, especially in print, especially around Super Bowl time when, when spots in the Super Bowl are three million dollars. Right. Uh, which, by the way, for those that are listening, that's probably a good deal when you're reaching, uh, you know, 150 million people. Right. That's probably a pretty good math. buy. Well, that brings up reach. You know, doing the math on reach. Do you, do you, do do people just not ask you that? Like, how many people is this going to reach, and with what frequency? They, I would imagine people Ru- don't routinely ask routinely do not ask that. Well, that would the, be a good piece of advice to a small mom and pop to ask you. Well, you know, it's not really necessarily what shows, but it's doing the math on the back end. Who m- who's going to watch it? Most do not. And 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 the point I'm making about the Super Bowl is is is. Um, they they naturally assume. I mean, mom and pops don't call us mm-hmm. about being on the air because they naturally assume the t- the two biggest problems perceived in a mom and pop is we're too expensive. That is far and away the biggest. Right. Just too expensive because they've been taught to believe that. Right. And the other, though it's a distant second, the second is production. Oh my God, I can't do production. Right. Uh, well, and on the other hand, all the rest of them want their grandchild to be in it. Correct. Or their dog. Do you have a lot of dogs? Or both. <laughs> their there grandchild are with their dog. Grandchildren. <laughs> that uh, makes and for dogs. awesome local TV commercials. Well, I, I will say that what you're saying may lack creativity, but but the fact is, if 
mom and pop are selling pickup trucks uh, with their grandkids and with their dogs uh, on broadcast TV in a market this size that they can afford it's sure better than the bulk of the alternatives right well I'd agree with you on that I mean, I, I, I come from a, a place of really wanting that creative ad and and so I get the privilege of doing a lot of the fun stuff but you're right I think they they don't they assume that it is more expensive than it is and they don't know that you actually do the production for them right and can help them with that messaging and can work on their behalf in an interesting way much like an agency would um, you know in order to get them on air so Here's the piece of advice. Call Gary Hood for advertising that you can afford today, 417-781-2345. Right. How do you like, you didn't even That's know you awesome. were going to get a promo no, in this a little, podcast. Uh, yeah. Yes. A little plug. Yeah. Well, I look forward to also talking with you about some numbers for reality here about what it's going to be to get on local um, advertising for this next year's Super Bowl. That's coming up for us. So we'll get talking about that. Gary, thank you for joining me on my podcast as we leave is there any piece of advice you would like to give to me about my world and agency world uh the only advice i would give you is a slower backswing. oh i knew you were going to give me golf advice and you know what i was going to give you golf advice <laughs> oh i can use all the golf <laughs> advice you can bring oh, are you kidding not from me but um i was going to say maybe we should just you know uh maybe just make sure we bring the right koozies for the right beer you know, because you're if That's you don't have advice. the right size of koozie for the weird bottles, you know that can be a problem sometimes. Yeah, you're right. Okay, well, uh, contrary to, to uh, how it looks after this podcast, we actually do a lot of work for clients and don't just play golf and drink beer. <laughs> well, as a matter of fact, in all fairness, we haven't in months and months. No, and months. we haven't. But I think it's like because it's so great, it's like such a great outlet. We like to talk about it a lot. Well, it's fun. Okay. And golf, uh, golf, you can drink beer, have a sandwich, and and still uh, be able to, I mean, you're, you're not breathing so hard that you can still talk <laughs> about advertising. <laughs> right. And we can be gone because, as someone who works for me likes to say, there is no such thing as an advertising emergency, which we should have a different podcast on that because... I do think there is, but I think your school of thought, I think you're on the other side where you believe it. there is not. There is not. Right. And and back to one original point you made, uh, seven years ago the iPhone mm-hmm. didn't exist. Well, it does today. Right. So if you want to spend a couple hours on the golf course, you're not far from being reached. Right. Ever. Right. You may, you may be like really discombobulated or angry about the whole seven, but you, you probably could, could still answer the phone, so... Well, thank you for joining me, and um, will you come back? Sure, that's fun. We'll talk about something. We'll get a little bit more technical maybe next time. Okay. But um, thanks for coming on the Little Bird Podcast. This is Ponderings from the Perch. Well, folks, there you have it. That's another edition of Ponderings from the Perch, the Little Bird Marketing Company podcast in the nest, as we like to say. So we would love to hear your feedback, and especially what you'd like to hear us talk about. So as always, you can leave us a comment on our Facebook page. You can leave a comment on the Little Bird website or wherever you downloaded this podcast from. And speaking of downloads, if you would, head over to iTunes and give our uh, podcast a rating over there. We would sure appreciate that. So once again, for the Little Bird Marketing Company, this is Dan Ledbetter along with Priscilla McKinney saying have a great day. Thank you.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.